Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. Today, we're going to talk about in-flight Wi-Fi. I know we've talked about, talked about Wi-Fi in the past, but in-flight Wi-Fi is a whole new realm of technology, and we thought it would be a really good idea to talk about it. Uh, we're both interested in it. Uh, Amit, thank you for uh, coming up with this topic. I'm actually not very well versed in in-flight Wi-Fi, although I have experienced as a, experience as a consumer. I would like to know what happens in the back end of, uh, you know, the the the, te- the technical working of in-flight Wi-Fi. And uh, hopefully, a lot of our audience would have also experienced this, but because now it's slowly becoming more and more commonplace within within airlines that uh, they are providing various Wi-Fi um, sort of packages while you're flying. Sometimes it's included within the flight. Sometimes you have an ad- you, you have it as an add-on to to your flight to purchase but nonetheless it's actually a very interesting topic on i've always wondered what how the wi-fi or the data transfer happens when you are you know thousands of miles not thousands of miles but thousands of meters above the air and how this connection of data happens because yeah power is one thing but uh connecting data to earth while you're flying midair is actually quite interesting and i'd like to know more about it um and amit you've done some research already i think and i've read your uh, uh the weekly newsletter as well and you've covered some of the topics over there but it would be good to know directly from from you about uh, about this topic so yeah, let's without further ado, let's uh, let's start with in-flight Wi-Fi. What's what's your uh, sort of beginning uh, thought on this topic, Amit? So thanks, uh, Renat, again for that uh, good introduction. Yes, in-flight Wi-Fi. We we've spoken about Wi-Fi, but in-flight Wi-Fi is something very interesting. And the reason I uh, wrote about it in my newsletter this week was because I recently traveled to Morocco. And uh, while returning, um, I saw all, and I went on a British Airways flight. And uh, during my return flight, I saw that they have a, a URL, and that URL said access BT Wi-Fi at this uh, Wi-Fi access point, and then uh, go to this website to uh, order food. So basically, on British Airways flight to Morocco. uh and i had a economy seat so i didn't buy the food and they don't give food for free so you had to buy the food but instead of calling the air hostess or the air host uh to your seat and asking them what food options you have can i have this if it's available etc etc what they did is they had like a intranet site so they had a local website hosted and that website could track how many items they have in their inventory and uh what is available to sell and what is the cost and i could order it directly from the my phone by connecting it to the so i could order it directly from my phone by connecting to the uh, wifi and uh, going to their website now the thing is i was wondering okay so i've connected to their website it's working fine i place an order and they accepted payment by card 
so it's a wireless transaction so it's it's not even i i tapped the card i didn't even enter a pin i tapped the card it was contactless and then the payment got accepted it got approved and uh, we were uh, and i had my snacks and everything was fine and I was, then i was wondering how the i mean how is it that it's working how is the whole system working how does the wifi work and then i i saw that they had certain packages to buy so packages for video streaming and packages for just text like if you want to send a message via whatsapp or something then they had packages for that and they had packages priced at different levels based on what you want to use packages for text are much cheaper than packages for proper internet with uh, streaming etc of course i didn't buy it because it was paid and i was like okay i don't want to pay for it um i i anyway paid for the flight so i don't want to pay for add ons so then i came home and i did my research and that's where i figured out wow it is a very very fascinating world but i think before we talk about in flight wifi we need to understand how planes are moving and how the wifi system actually works or not the wifi system itself because see the plane has to be connected to the internet or some kind of a wireless network yeah and that's what really confuses me because you know it's it's so far away from all the cell towers and everything and i definitely want to know more about it but this one thing that i'm just a little bit confused as you were just speaking about tapping your contactless card but why do you have to tap if you are doing it everything online why don't you just give your uh, you know the 16 digit so so i think button. it is much quicker to do the transaction uh on the on the payment uh, pos machine rather than doing it in the internet so, so they didn't develop a payment page they just uh, they just said okay select the seat number uh, select your item and and the and the good thing is like once i ordered the item i wanted to see what other items are available so after my order i went back to the site and the order the item that i ordered previously was no longer available so it means the stock was over so it was also updated automatically so that was a kind of very nice because then i know okay what is available and they had also the option because i'm vegan i could see whether it's vegetarian vegan etc so it was kind of nice to actually see rather than asking the air hostess like okay uh, what is the ingredient what is available what are the different items etc etc so this was much more faster because everyone can order for themselves and they will just directly come to the seat with the item take the payment go right okay so this is a lot smarter than than what you would you know probably just initially assume because it actually is tracking your uh, stock availability yes as well as doing all the things that you would want to do and it you know it had the option to pay over the post machine rather than you know rather than alternative that is what i was surprised because the site itself i'm guessing it's hosted on the uh, aircraft uh, what do you say the aircraft uh, the uh, aeroplane itself so it's not something that is hosted on the internet which we are accessing it is hosted on a on a hard disk on the aircraft and we are just accessing it via the wifi so do you, you you know right when you have wifi in your house you can access uh, sites which are hosted on your machine because yes. you are on the same network so similarly if you are hosting wifi uh, you are transmitting uh, you are allowing other people to connect to your network and if you, on your network you host a website which is local then people can access it without actually going to the internet 
Yes, yes, that's actually very interesting because you know you access it in, in the same way like you would when you go to the internet, like with Samsung browser or for exactly, Apple, exactly, Safari, etc. But um, you're not actually going to the internet of the whole. It's not the whole of the internet is that not actually open to you when you actually access the intranet site, and it's actually very interesting to know and be aware of because you're thinking that oh i have the whole of the internet in my you know access right now but you actually don't you have to actually in some cases you have to pay for for the for that kind of uh, internet connection yes so uh, uh, as airlines have progressed uh, in terms of uh, their technological uh, capabilities what has happened is things have become more and more expensive to run the airline for even the passengers so they have done they have reduced the cost of the ticket but what they have done is they have removed what was available as part of that ticket so earlier you could get free food free, uh, priority boarding etc etc now for priority boarding you pay extra for selecting the seats you pay extra for getting on board food you pay extra for wi-fi you pay extra so for everything is now an add-on but coming back to wi-fi now you have to think there are a couple of things that are happening um, and that that's and let's let's try to understand how it would logically work so you need internet for that you need uh, to connect to a network you can't connect via cable so you need to connect to a network wirelessly what is the other uh, devices that you know of that can that talk to the internet wirelessly Well, I mean, the only thing I can think of is, is, is a router where I my devices connect to the router wirelessly, but the router itself is connected to the in, in, internet. Via a wire. But what yeah. other device can you think of that can talk to the internet wirelessly? I can't think of any, to be honest. Your smartphone. <laughs> yes, but that, that is connecting... Oh, right, of course, directly to the cell towers. Yes, exactly. Yes, so that's wireless connection, right? Yes, yes, that so when is. You're, yes. When you're on Not the go. Not just Wi-Fi, but my cell phone can actually connect to the cell so, towers completely wirelessly. And that's actually that actually has a lot, you know, like a um, bigger band, not necessarily bandwidth, but the range uh, is, is a lot bigger than, than, than a uh, Wi-Fi router. I mean, uh, yes, you can say that you still have to be in that in the cell tower zone. Uh, if you go to a place where there is no cell tower, of course, you'll not get connection. It's mm -hmm. similar to Wi-Fi. But uh, so now you you think, okay, cell phone tower, right? Mm -hmm. So that makes sense, right? What other things can you uh, talk, say, so you have a smartphone that can uh, go online. I mean, you can go and access Facebook via the cell phone tower. So I'm guessing the aircraft is also talking to the internet via cell phone tower. Right. Okay. So cell phone tower has a spherical range, right? Yeah. That's that's very interesting because um, you think about you know cell phone towers are actually you know quite high up. It's a tall structure that you know to cover most of the you know the the, the as as much as land as possible but you don't think about that they're also at the same time covering above that that point as well it's it's a spherical um area that they're covering and uh, it's very interesting that how far 
above they can cover because there is no there is not no obstruction either so that 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 could be an interesting thing too but of course uh, as the signal travels the signal dissipates mm-hmm. so you will not get the same strength at the end mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. at that altitude uh, so the aircraft that are cruising at say 10000 20000 meter even 30000 meter altitude uh, so then that's quite high but say it's not a cell phone tower it's a tower that broadcast internet but that's specifically for airline or it could be a cell phone tower so i i don't know for sure but there is a tower that can transmit wirelessly a signal that can the aircraft can receive via an antenna let's say it's an antenna it's pointing down to the earth and then it receives a signal it then receives that signal it has a it has a router on the aircraft to that router everyone connects wirelessly that's the wifi and through that router the data transfer go- takes place up and down up and down up and down right so it makes sense right so that's a very logical thing that would work now what is the other way in which it can work so this this uh, scenario is called a to ground atg so this is a to ground uh, way of broadcasting uh a uh, uh, internet signal to the aircraft while it's moving in the air of course it has its limitations which we'll discuss but now for now let's think about what are the other possibilities we have thought about a to ground is there any other possibility so um i can't think of any off the top of my head but the only thing i could think of is you know other planes that are also in the in you know other objects that are also in the air and uh, the only thing i could think of is starlink uh, but that's also going to be quite far away because starlink is is a satellite because that uh, i would imagine the distance from the plane to the satellite would be higher than the distance from the ground to the plane itself but so, then again the satellite is broadcasting to ground so i'm i'm actually confused and so, so yeah you're you're, you're right lightning. absolutely i think you've you've hit the uh, hit the nail at the right place and the thing is yes a to ground sorry uh, ground to air or a to ground so that's one way and then satellite to aircraft that's another way so you send a signal from the ground up or you send the signal via the ground to the satellite that sends it to the aircraft because remember satellite itself doesn't have the internet it still has to communicate via a ground control station right so the signal goes to the satellite comes down to a ground station goes to your data center gets the data sends it to the satellite satellite then sends it to the aircraft Right that's very interesting I know we had an episode on Starlink but I don't remember exactly the inner workings of it um, no, so No but forget basic... about Starlink I mean Starlink is there yes mm-hmm. it's an internet but you have to point uh, to the uh, direction of the satellite uh, constantly using an antenna mm. Now imagine you have an aircraft that's moving at thousands of kilometer an hour it has an access point that access point or the antenna is on top top of the aircraft okay so it's situated outside the aircraft so suppose the aircraft boeing or airbus which are the two most popular a- airlines uh, manufacturers in the world they create the uh, aircraft but they have not installed a router so you build a house but you don't have a router so you take a connection from virgin or o2 or tok tok 
or 3UK, etc. So now imagine you buy the hardware. So you buy the a aircraft from Boeing or Airbus, but now you have to install a router or an antenna on the aircraft. So that should cost you some money. So you go to Starlink and you say, or you go to some other satellite provider, Viasat or many other things, many other companies, and you ask them, okay, I need uh, to access your constellation. So now imagine aircraft is moving, satellite is moving. Not at any given point of time, they both may not be at the same location. So you need multiple satellites so that it can provide a broader coverage. If you have one or two satellites, it will not provide enough coverage across the planet. But if you have multiple satellites, it, it provides more coverage. So that's a constellation of satellites. Now this constellation of satellites can provide a good coverage based on the uh, location of the aircraft in the air. And that uh, that aircraft has an antenna or an access point that points to the sky looking for that satellite and trying to talk to it. And the satellites, as you know, can op op uh, orbit at different uh, heights or altitudes. One is a geostationary orbit, so it's fixed to a location on the Earth. So suppose you have a, a satellite at the geostationary orbit, which is, I think, 36,000 kilometers then basically that is fixed, say, to London. And uh, with Earth's rotation, it also uh, uh, covers one uh, rotation in 24 hours. So it's constantly fixed on top of London, right? So that's geostationary. And then you have mm -hmm. low Earth orbit, which is called LEO, which is where the International Space Station orbits and which is where Starlink and other satellites companies are trying to operate because then it means that they don't have to send the signal so far up. It's just 400 kilometers up. 400 kilometers is not very far. Right. Okay. I mean, 400, that's like 400,000 meters. That's, yes. That's, uh, the plane is a lot lower than that, right? The plane uh, is a plane is about 36 to 30, 30,000 meters, 36,000 meters. Yeah. Yeah, so 400,000 and 36,000 is, is like, you know, 10% of the actual height of the satellite. Yes. So it's far away from the satellite. It is far away, but the satellites are much powerful. Now think like this. When you receive, uh, when you watch a YouTube video on your phone over the cell phone tower, what's happening? The, the cell phone tower is transmitting the data to my computer or to my device to your smartphone <clears throat> but the thing is the smartphone itself is not just yours there are many other smartphones so basically mm -hmm. the bandwidth is being shared now think of watching a television so you're just yeah. receiving the signal you're not transmitting anything right when you broadcast yeah. television so satellites yeah. are that way very powerful in terms no, of can't. broadcasting a signal and you're just receiving it. Now, if you want to send a signal back to satellite, of course, it requires additional machinery. And that's where you have special satellites that are operated by special companies that can not just broadcast a signal, but can also receive a signal, send it, and then receive back and forth. So that's where companies like Starlink come in. So you have two ways to connect to the internet on an aircraft. One is via the satellite and the other is via the uh, cell phone tower. The cell right. phone tower has low bandwidth. The satellites have high bandwidth. Purely because satellites are much more powerful compared to a cell phone tower. 
but there are now limitations of all these systems and let's talk about the limitations when an aircraft is flying what are the different kind of terrain it will cover can you think of something well there's all kinds of there is like oceans and then there is mountains and then there are cities with a lot of uh, i would imagine a lot of uh, sort of interruptions in radio frequency and other frequencies yeah so basically when a uh, aircraft is flying over the pacific or the atlantic ocean it won't get a cell phone tower hmm. so you can't use yeah. a wifi where if it is using air to ground wifi system then you can't use it when it's flying over the pacific ocean or the atlantic ocean or any other ocean so that's one day if you are flying over mount everest or the himalayas you won't have a tower so you can't operate there right mm-hmm. so those kind of hostile terrains where you can't install machinery or towers are out of scope now for the aircraft what else could be limiting the bandwidth when an aircraft is traveling is the aircraft alone no there are multiple aircrafts flying at the same time mostly separated by uh, say 100 to 200 meter altitude but they are flying to different dest- uh, almost the same destination so when i want to go from say london to new york it's not just one airline that's going there are multiple airlines that are flying one after the other mm-hmm. so if yeah. they all these airlines want to provide internet that internet is coming say from a, a to ground kind of a wifi then that tower is sending wifi to not just one aircraft but multiple aircrafts so the bandwidth gets split plus on the aircraft itself there are multiple people who want to access internet so that bandwidth gets split further now there but, is a but reason multiple people in one aircraft is managed by the by a central router or central aircraft, router yes but they are still sharing the bandwidth right so if i connect mm, yes. a lot of devices to my wifi router my sp- speed on each device will slow down right that's what we discussed in the wifi topic now similarly when you have to share the bandwidth across multiple aircraft and multiple people on a single aircraft the bandwidth reduces quite a lot and the way aircraft manage airlines manage this is by charging you for the internet and that's where the packages come because the packages are there for people who really want it so they want to filter out people who don't want to pay so there is less crowd on the wifi right okay well i would hardly imagine that's the reason they they introduced the pay system because obviously they do also want to make some revenue out of out of uh, they want to make some revenue but the, the customer experience will be very bad if everyone tries to get on the internet so right. one of the ways to limit people getting on the internet is by charging them so that's very interesting so i've i've i flew quite a few times already this year uh, but most of them was to uh, the the west uh, sorry the east of 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 the globe if you have it as a flat map uh, but uh, end of this year i'm flying to new york and uh, in my flight there is in flight wifi which is included and that's included for everyone so um that that's that's a very interesting sort of offset from when i was flying to east uh, than when i'm flying to west of london um but how how are they managing the bandwidth in in that scenario especially so, i'm crossing the atlantic ocean, ocean. yes so uh, so in that scenario satellite comes mm, because satellite right. can provide coverage all across the world no matter where you are even on mount everest on the top of mount everest so you can provide satellite coverage in the middle of the ocean on top of mount everest 
um, yes, in a, of course, in a it desert. doesn't matter what, what's in the ground. Exactly. So, so does air, so, so what you're saying is when we're, you know, like the space between, say, England and China, they're covered with air to ground connections. But then when we go to Atlantic Ocean, it's mostly covered with satellite connection. But why not satellite connection throughout the globe? Because that is. So look, that sounds like the better option. True. So when the in-flight Wi-Fi actually started, it started with A to ground because that was taking uh, the available infrastructure. Remember, for TV broadcast and satellite phones, the satellites were still getting launched, but they were the speeds were very slow. And as I said, TV is for broadcast. It's not for you. Don't send a signal back to the television, uh, back to the television satellite. You just receive it, and then you use it. And the signal is being broadcast everywhere. So any antenna that picks up the signal consumes it. So you don't have a bandwidth issue. So those satellites were there, but now you needed new satellites. And those new satellites have now come into the picture. And that's why Starlink, who has recently announced that they are going to launch Starlink Aviation, that is going to provide low latency, high bandwidth, almost up to 100 Mbps. I think, no, not 100 Mbps, up to, I think, uh, it is, up, I think, about uh, 300 Mbps. So, A to ground is about 20 Mbps. Then the satellite before Starlink was about 20 to 50, even 100 Mbps. And with Starlink, it would be about 300 uh, plus Mbps. So that's mm. the difference. And the thing is, now even with Starlink or any other type of satellite constellation Wi-Fi, uh, the signal still has to be shared across different aircrafts. And again, on the aircraft itself, you'll have other people who are using the internet. Right? So yeah. it has to be shared. So again, those limitations are there. But... If you send a signal closer, what is latency? Latency is time it takes to uh, uh, send a signal and receive a response. Now, suppose uh, something is very far, it takes more time to send something and receive something. So, suppose you say that, okay, I've received 100 KB of data. Then you say, okay, I've received 100 KB, send me another 100 KB. But you, you receive 100 KB, it takes 10 milliseconds. Then you send the signal back saying I've received it 10 milliseconds. Then it sends the second round of 100 KB another 10 milliseconds. So it's taken 30 milliseconds to receive just 200 KB. Mm -hmm. Right? Instead of say 20 milliseconds. Now with say Starlink, it takes 1 millisecond because it's much closer to the aircraft and because it flies at a lower orbit. So so it takes say one millisecond so now one millisecond it means that the time to stream a video of say 10 mb now is reduced so your latency is better so you don't get connecting 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 when you are actually watching something on the internet right so in-flight wi-fi experience is predominantly very bad because of these limitations but Satellite companies are now getting into the market and low Earth orbit is where the biggest, uh, what do you say, gains uh, can be perceived because low Earth orbit is where you can transmit data very quickly to planet Earth and you can talk to the ground station. And imagine if Starlink has about say 1000 satellites in its constellation, it can provide you coverage anywhere in the world, wherever you are. So yeah. that's, that's the game changing part that is that is definitely a game changer because you know yeah i mean it it's it just a completely different 
game than than air to ground because it, it, you don't have any obstructions and you know all of the earth is uh kind of available <laughs> to reach so uh absolutely yeah i mean if, if there is an option but i would imagine it's more expensive to do it rather than air to ground which is probably why you know, uh, the first attempt was to sort of opt for the existing infrastructure. Exactly. But, yeah, Plus, uh, the other thing is cell phone towers, they operate at certain frequencies, which are low frequencies. Uh, so it can uh, go through the uh, walls. So low frequencies like radio waves, they can uh, go through objects like walls, etc. So that's why you can get a cell phone signal inside your house because it can go through the walls, it can go through trains, etc. Mm -hmm. With us, uh, with uh, satellites, what happened is they did high frequency. Now, high frequencies get obstructed quite easily, but they have more bandwidth, more speed, etc. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's not necessarily a limitation. That's just tailored to the situation. Because it's satellite, it can do higher frequency with higher bandwidth as a result. But because air to ground or, you know, cell towers have to go through walls to, to make it usable, that, that's why they have to sort of opt for higher frequency. But that's... Um, lower frequency. So it, lower frequency, lower frequency yes, yes. Yes, 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 absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm just trying to summarize what uh, we've just gone through. So there are two different types of connection, air to ground, for when we're talking about, um, you know, in-flight Wi-Fi. There's air to ground, and that has its limitation and also its benefits um, from a business perspective, not necessarily from a consumer perspective, I would imagine, because the speed is lower, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, then there is another type, which is um, satellite to aircraft, and that is more beneficial, I would imagine, for the consumer. That also has advantages and disadvantages for business, but you know that, that that's usually the case in any business. So that's the, these are the two ways aircraft connects to internet while you're flying. Now, um, is there any other aspect of in-flight Wi-Fi that... Um, so there know? is uh, another aspect. When you know that uh, aircrafts, uh, sometimes they do crash. And when they do crash, uh, people search for something called the black box. Mm -hmm. The black box uh, records all the data. Uh, the last uh, few seconds or few minutes of the data or from the flight and uh, then it stores it and it's made in such a way that it doesn't get destroyed in, in the eventuality of a crash. <clears throat> now, and now there are uh, uh, flight trackers. <clears throat> there are sites like FlightAware and many other websites where you can track exactly where the flight is in real time. So you can, like, within a few seconds, you get an update about where the flight is. I have to say that, that is such an amazing website. You could just see the whole world. And um, I would like to sort of clarify something to our audience in case, um, you know, it, it, it feels like unlikely. Because if you go and zoom out to see the whole world, you see the whole of our sky is covered in planes. But, you know, if you look up in the sky, you don't see any planes the way, you know, the amount of planes you see on the air right now. But that's because it's not to scale. The icons, in, in, yes. in, as you see in the website, they're not to scale. You know, and in actuality, the, the aircraft is a way, way, way smaller in relation to the Earth. 
So, um, you know, just so you would be able to see it in, in the website, they made it a little bit bigger. But yeah, just, just to be aware of this, that just because it seems like there's so many planes flying, yes, there are so many planes flying, but that doesn't mean that it's covering the sky <laughs> or that they will crash into each other. It's just, it's so, just... so, I mean, we talked about in-flight Wi-Fi, but uh, the whole idea about getting internet while you are in air is very important because you want to transmit flight information constantly, mm -hmm. right? In case there is a crash, you want to have up to the, uh, like after every millisecond or every second, you want to send information, your height, your speed, what's, what's, what's happening inside the aircraft, etc., etc. Et so it has got nothing to do with Wi-Fi, but it has got everything to do with how the technology is progressing in order to provide this capability on aircrafts. Why? Because black box itself is a limitation. It's a hardware device. It can, it, it can get damaged or it can get lost if you get crashed in the ocean. The ocean currents can take the black box from one location to thousands of kilometers away from the actual crash site. So it's very difficult to find a black box. But if you transmit signals constantly, then you can uh, exactly know where it landed, how it landed, what were the conditions inside, etc, etc. And this is why the technology is now being pushed in a way that they want to uh, constantly give information no matter where they are to satellites. So that's why the satellites now come into the picture more prominently because the world is moving in that direction. And then because they are constantly transmitting data, it has the additional benefit of using Wi-Fi. So it's not a separate aspect, but I think it is in a way to make progress to make sure that the flight information is being constantly transmitted rather than just being recorded on the flight absolutely that's very interesting and eventually as the technology pro uh, progresses i would imagine we would sort of uh, grow out of the need for having a black box not not that it's you know a, a hindrance to the flight and um, there is a there is an anecdotal question which is not necessarily related to in-flight Wi-Fi, but um, I've heard this question and it was it was kind of fun to, to sort of think about, is that a black box is made in a way that even in the event of a crash, it will survive, right? So someone asked, why isn't the whole plane made out of the black box material? So in the event of a crash, it wouldn't crash. Um, I, I mean, my initial thought would be that, you know, the material uh, it's not going to be flyable because, you know, it would be quite heavy. And if the whole plane was made out of it, it wouldn't be able to take flight. But maybe there is another also more more um, pressing reason. why. No, that's, that's the reason. Because if you look at the aircraft material, it's mostly plastics and carbon fibers and aluminum, etc. Because the yeah. aircraft have to withstand uh, uh, very high uh, pressure. <laughs> Uh, very uh, drastic variations in temperatures because at the earth level it's about say 30 degrees 40 degrees 50 degrees or minus 2 3 10 degrees and when they are flying at a cruising altitude it's minus 30 degrees so they have to fly constantly from that altitude so of course materials are different and they have to be lighter because aircraft 
is uh, limited to the amount of fuel it can carry. The distance it can travel is limited to the amount of fuel it can carry. <laughs> the heavier it is, the the lesser distance it can travel. So they have to reduce the uh, uh, weight of the aircraft. Now, if you want to reduce the weight of the aircraft, you can make it uh, with very strong materials like a Formula 1 car. They are made of carbon fiber. But carbon fiber breaks when it crashes. It breaks into a million pieces. Similarly, an aircraft is very light, very strong, but when it crashes, it breaks. Right? So, of course, it can't be made with a black box material because that will be firstly heavy, it will be very difficult to uh, use it, and then uh, it will be it, it will require a lot of fuel that you can't actually put on an aircraft in order to uh, fly across the ocean. Yeah, that reminds me of another aspect of aircraft. I mean, people also ask, like, why don't we, just like we have uh, Tesla and electric vehicles, why don't we have uh, electric aircrafts? And that's also to think, I mean, I, I think the answer I found was that the batteries required would be so heavy that it wouldn't be uh, physically possible to take off because of the weight of the batteries required to to power the necessary energy for, for the so uh, there are electric a uh, aircrafts being considered and uh, you're right it is limited by the weight of the battery because uh, the best tesla can go up to 300 to 500 kilometers now imagine and that's just a vehicle so imagine you have an aircraft that has those batteries that has about thousand people on it and that has mm -hmm. to fly say 10000 kilometers okay over ocean so it has to store all that energy in its battery and it has to discharge quickly because it has not just to provide the thrust for the aircraft, it has to provide everything, the heating, the air conditioning, the oxygen, the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi, wi everything, everything in the aircraft has to be provided by the energy inside those batteries. So what they have started doing is they have look, started looking at chartered aircrafts. Chartered aircrafts are very small. They, they can take about 10 to 20 people and they cover very short distances. So mostly for business trips. So you go from one city to another rather than taking a car, you just take a chartered flight and you go quickly. So that use case is where uh, companies are now exploring the use of electric uh, batteries uh, for uh, checking if we can actually provide enough thrust and carry the weight for a short distance. Right. Okay. That's that's quite interesting to know. Although a little bit off topic from our our main topic, but yeah, no, it is it is quite interesting. So yeah, um, uh, to our audience, I mean, you know, some of you or maybe most of you have experienced uh, flying in recent years, and uh, you probably have been given the option of uh, opting in for internet uh, through Wi-Fi uh, and. Um, you know, some of you may have used it. Uh, the speed may not be the same as what you get in your home, but it's still an amazing sort of progress of technology that while you're, you know, thousands and thousands of feet or meters on the air, you can still connect to your loved ones through text messages. And if you pay extra, I think you can also have video calls as well um, in 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 mid-air, mid while you're traveling so that's that's actually quite a bit of progress in of technology and um, uh, it's interesting to know the how 
the the background technology is working and how it's bringing you and sending that data from from the aircraft itself um so one of the things that i think uh, is important to take away that when you are ordering in flight facilities that's actually you know sometimes you may have wondered that i am using the browser so it's internet but it's actually not internet but it's intranet uh, which is a a, a network um, only within the aircraft so you're not actually uh, actually accessing the rest of the world with that but then once you pay and in some cases nowadays even uh, the internet uh, you know the access to outside world is also included in in your flight um without having to pay it as an add-on but uh yeah as the hope is as as the time progresses as the technology becomes more and more available uh we would you know kind of get used to or start to expect uh internet connection while we're on the aircraft um but uh yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to forward for that for looking forward for that day to come um hopefully you guys had a good understanding on on in-flight aircraft is there anything else that we should cover amit on this topic I think we have covered everything. I think uh, with the stalling aviation, uh, I think in the next uh, two to five years, we should see high-speed internet being offered inside aircrafts. Remember, I mean, we talked about in-flight Wi-Fi. There are now underground Wi-Fi available as well, right? So if you travel in trains or tubes inside uh, in London, you can actually get uh, uh, Wi-Fi signal in your phone which is incredible and not just wifi signal but even cell phone signals so you can actually yes. talk to people while you're in the train of course it's very loud which doesn't serve the purpose but uh it's it's something that is being offered because as technology progresses as people's requirements uh, uh changes uh we have to make sure that everyone has access to internet because you are able to communicate very quickly about any uh calamity or any issue that that you're facing so suppose you get trapped inside a tunnel you can quickly connect with someone and send a message so that's so powerful of course you are again limited by whether your cell phone has enough charge or not but smartphone has re really revolutionized the way we interact with people all across the world absolutely and uh, yeah i mean just to be able to send a message or even just to be able to google what do i do in this situation is going to help save your life in in if you are ever in that situation hopefully not um but yeah i mean even the cell phones are available uh signals are available underground in london and probably in many other countries as well so yeah it, it's it's a lot of technical progress and um in aircraft i think one of the things to be thankful of is is you know to be able to connect to your loved ones a lot of us are nervous flyers but if you are having having that extra comfort of uh being close to your loved ones that might give you that satisfaction or comfort while flying that yes you are still uh in, in connected with your loved ones and uh you feel a bit more um comforting the the whole experience of flying so hopefully with that uh you guys had a good um sort of um, experience listening to our uh, sort of insight on on this topic hopefully you guys um 
again we'll tune in to our next week's topic and uh, as we go more and more with uh, cover more and more topics in in this tech talk please do feel free to subscribe or save our um, feed to whichever platform you're listening to us in and um, we'll we hope to see you again next week thank you so much guys thank you